Hello again and welcome back to Daily Devotions with North Clay Baptist Church. We're going to be continuing our one-year Bible reading plan this morning by looking at Psalms 89, 90, 91, and 92. Now starting in Psalm 89, Psalm 89 is a mascal of Ethan the Ezraite. Now we are unsure who exactly this Ethan was that authored this psalm. Though we've been introduced to an Ethan the Ezraite, who was compared to Solomon in 1 Kings, it is uncertain whether he was the author since the content of the psalm appears to cover things that took place after his time. Unless, as Calvin, Calvin believed, uh, he actually survived Solomon and mourned the division that took place after Solomon's death, which we know served as the catalyst for the downward spiral that ultimately led to the exile. But in any case, this psalm is a community lament for the condition of the nation. The focus of much of this psalm is the covenant that God made with David in 2 Samuel to establish his throne forever. Now, we know that David's sons were disobedient to Yahweh, and their disobedience brought judgment upon the nation of Israel. However, this psalm anticipates the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the ultimate son of David, the Messiah, the one through whom all the promises made to David would be fulfilled. Psalm 90 is a prayer of Moses, and this psalm begins book 4 of the Psalter, which covers Psalm 90 through Psalm 106. Now, this psalm begins by affirming that God, rather than any human agent, is the ground of true hope. It recognizes the eternity and self-existence of God, pointing to His eternal worth and glory. And the psalmist then begins to lament the judgment that has come upon God's people. The psalmist then ends with a prayer to God to instruct them in righteousness and wisdom, recognizing that true satisfaction can only be found in Him. Psalm 91 has no author listed, and this psalm expresses confidence in God to preserve and protect His people. Now, in both Matthew and Luke's Gospels, we actually see verses 11 and 12 of this psalm quoted by Satan when he tempted Jesus in the wilderness. Now, despite Satan's abuse of these verses, we see the truth that God can and does provide a safe refuge for His people. The bulk of this psalm describes all of the ways that God can and does secure the safety of His people, and it ends with a confirmation by God that He will, in fact, preserve His people. And lastly, Psalm 92 is a song for the Sabbath, and this uh, psalm also has no author listed. This psalm is a song of praise to God for His steadfast love and faithfulness in the protection of His people, as well as His justice in the destruction of the wicked. One of the key verses in this psalm is in verse 4, which states, For you, O Yahweh, have made me glad by your work. At your work, the work of your hands, I sing for joy. We see that it is the work of Yahweh that is the source of true joy. Not only because He is the creator and sustainer of all things, but because He has also redeemed us through the person and work of His Son, Jesus Christ. Ultimately, it is the work of Yahweh in the gospel that makes us glad and causes us to sing for joy. As the Apostle Paul tells us, we rejoice because even when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, He made us alive together with Christ. <music> 